You are listening to The Exchange on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. My name is Doria, and I am here with the lovely ladies of June's Diary. Ashley, Gabby, Cheyenne, Bree, and Crystal, I'm so happy to be talking to you guys today. Okay, so the really cool thing about our station is that we are a college station. So when I interview artists, I like to interview people who I listen to. I watched Chasing Destiny from the very beginning, and I have been following you guys for a long time. The first time I saw you guys was at a car and bike show in Atlanta. I saw y'all at Essence Fest, the pop-up show last year. So this is incredible that I'm getting to talk to you guys. Well, thank you so much for the support. That's so awesome. Of course. So my first question is, what songs would you guys say were the soundtrack to your childhood? Like what influenced you growing up? Oh, this is Ashley. Um, I think the song that influenced my childhood growing up was uh, Kuna Matata. <laughs> 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 the Lion King. Okay, that's Lion King. Yeah, that's when I first realized that I actually liked the thing. And it means no worries. So it just went hand in hand. And the Lion King was like the greatest movie of all time as a kid. This is the soundtrack to my childhood. It would definitely have to be one of the songs from Ariel Disney movie because my mom said that I used to a whole new world. Yeah, <laughs> I used to watch that movie. She said I would watch the movie and then I would end this. I'm a little bit old, so we had to eat. Then well, whatever. I don't know. Maybe so old to be like. I had to, my mom said I used to watch Ariel and then I was relying to sleep and I would just watch it nonstop all day long. I think all kids do that, but yeah, definitely that because I just love to watch Disney movies, especially Ariel. So it seems like Disney inspired you guys a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I love Disney. I do too. At what point did you realize that you wanted to become a singer? This is Crystal. Hi, Crystal. I want to thank, uh, hi. The moment that I think I realized I wanted to be a singer, I was really young. My dad is a bass player, so I've been around music all my life. I think I probably was about maybe four or five when I, when I realized that I, you know, wanted to sing. But I don't think I really realized I could do it for a living until I was about 11 or 12. And, you know, I just went to bed thinking about music. I woke up thinking about music. And that's when I knew, like, okay, this is what I really want to do, you know, with my life. I want to be a singer. So my mom said, hey, if you go to bed thinking about singing, being a singer, you wake up thinking about being a singer, then baby, that's what you are. So, yeah, for me. And this is Ashley. I honestly didn't want to be a singer when I was young. I wanted to be a doctor. And I ran from music for a very long time because of all of the pressures that it put on me as a kid, not to mention I had like a, a very crazy childhood. So for me, I think I finally decided like I had to do this because God is calling me to this place. The, the aha moment was X Factor when I sang I Will Always Love You, which is a song that I was not supposed to sing <laughs> and ended up receiving like a lot of love. So I think I knew in that moment this is what I meant to do. That's so cool because I actually watched you on the X Factor too and I remember when you auditioned and when you sang that song. I think my mom started crying. That definitely touched oh. us. Yeah, so the fact that you even made it to Chasing Destiny and are now in June's Diary, I'm so it's so cool to see how you've grown as an artist. Thank you so much. Gabby, Cheyenne, Bree. Hi, this is Cheyenne. Hey, Cheyenne. Um, well, I would have to say, for me, uh, I was two when I started singing. My parents met singing, kind of like the little uh, from what Chris said. Uh, and they kind of made me. And it, I was in, I think, elementary. And I told my principal, I'm going to sleep in Hollywood. And I was just sitting, I was a rap. And my mom and my whole entire family stood me ever since. Oh, 
really, I, I don't really know. I guess it's something that was always in the back of my mind. So I was figuring it out. I think every single one of us are like, we're going to just the thing, like, it doesn't define our life, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out who I am. Music is always going to be part of my life. I don't think I've ever torn it, whether or not, you know, I wanted to be, you know, I think that's something that I'm always going to be, whether or not that includes fame or success in it. You know, I think that music is always going to be who I am. So I don't think it's a matter of, like, one sided or, you know, what it is, but I think it's just always the change. You know, like, this kind of, yeah, you know, the fighting moment is always just kind of like, yeah, that's real. It's definitely yeah. clearly a part of all of you guys. Mm-hmm. This is great. And I'm actually similar to Crystal. Like, my dad is in music. Um, and I was in a singing group, so literally out of the room, like, and I was in the studio with my dad. So I just always had music on my room. Um, but I didn't take it seriously into college. My mom saw a lot of it my dad went to, so she kept me away from it. And I did the musicals in school, and I had piano lessons when I was little, and um, I would sometimes when I was visiting my dad, um, we would do music, but that'd be my first time when I was seven. And, you know, music has always been like, really important to me, but it wasn't until college that I was like, okay, listen, mom, like, with the school thing, um, I had a couple more credits, but I had a really good opportunity um, to do pursue a music career even before um, I heard about shifting back to me and I had gotten the situation deal with family like I was like already ready to start taking me serious so I would say around college is when I started to seriously be like okay I could do this like my career I really believe in myself and that's when I got to huh. How did each of you hear about Chasing Destiny? Uh, well for me personally a friend had mentioned that Kelly Roman was having a competition for a girl group, and I had gotten past the flyer, but I wasn't going to go. And I think two days before, I decided that I was. Even though I, I think in that very moment, I had made the decision I was going to move to New York and just figure it out, because I felt like New York would force me to grow up, and maybe I'd get on Broadway somehow. But it was a very split decision for me. This is Ashley. This is Bree And I... Um, I heard about Chasing Destiny. Actually, I didn't know what I was auditioning for at first. It was like a, a secret um, audition. I had been following Ashley, the Ashley's head director, on Instagram, and she put up a post saying that Frank Jackson was looking for female artists. But it didn't say, like, I'm looking for Sophia Carter and singing group for, you know, Kelly Lowell, and she's going to be It just was all the people from Jackson, and I knew who he was, and I was like, I don't know, what's his job, though? And I went, and it literally was like, I want to say it was like four to six months later. I got a random phone call from an L.A. number. I was in the car with my grandma or something. And I was like, what is this L.A. number calling me? And I almost didn't answer the phone. But I was like, I was like, is this a business? So I got in the phone. What was going on? But then I answered, thank God. And it was somebody inviting me back to New York. And then there were more details. Like, oh, this is an audition for a federal theater for the EP. Like, so I kind of auditioned twice. In a way, like I was like the first round of people that I called back. I think that my situation was really different than everybody. I think everybody else knew what they were auditioning for, like right off the bat, you know? But yeah, that's how I found out about it. Mr. Shy, mine was, I was auditioning for American Idol and they had asked me to audition and everything, but then they ended up not choosing me. And then they sent my information over to Kelly because they heard that he was looking for a girl to be a part of the girl group, and they thought that I would be a great candidate to be a part of the show. And then my, me and my mom got an email about it, and we thought it was like 
and uh, well, she did and stuff like that. And we were like, that's not really real. And then we got a phone call from my sister, and we were like, oh, like, this is like a serious thing. And I had to do like two videos first, and then it was like, like almost like three rounds before you got to the actual audition, audition, you know, meeting um, Charlie and Frank. So uh, I had passed those rounds, and then now I'm school I have uh, personally known Frank uh, for about 15 years plus. Um, so I was always in contact with him regarding work or anything he had that I may be interested in. And I actually just came off the road singing background with Usher, and he called me and he was like, I may have something that you may be interested in. Just hang tight. I'll let you know about it. Um, and about a month after that, he called me and told me that uh, Kelly was thinking about putting a girl group together and would I be interested. And I was like, absolutely. Just give me time to date and I'll be there. So it was a pretty quick process, but I believe all the other girls had already been kind of out and filming and me and Ashley are actually we were late summers. Um we came onto the show a little later than everybody else. But yeah, that's how I found out about. Um okay. Um my name's pretty random. I um I determined that it's really just the cover so we finished like without showing my face. I'm in a little different name and I had a friend who was a leader that I had met like really looking before and he was like, Hey, someone that I know is on your Instagram feed and they're having auditions for this thing, you should kind of do it and I was like, Okay, I have nothing better to do. Uh and I thought it was a scam at first. It was like this weird online thing, and it didn't really look real. Like the layout of it was kind of weird. I don't know. It just kind of looked like that. It didn't look real. So I was like, hey, well, this isn't real anyway, so so I'm just not even going to really care. And then it's kind of, you know, worked out. Yeah, it was very real. So I'm full surprised. <laughs> yeah, it was very real, and I'm so glad it worked yeah. out for you guys. So in the past three years, y'all have developed a really strong bond. What is it like having four other women on this journey with you? Honestly, man, it's hard to put into words because we love each other so much and we actually like each other, which is a common misconception where she puts more than two or three women together in one particular situation. But it's like you have somebody to fall back on, somebody to lean on, like, oh, I can't sing this part. Can you can you have my back? Or, oh, my goodness, I need a sanitary napkin or something like that. Like, it gets real between the five of us. If you need anything, I have I got your back. And we, we get to play around with music and be creative together which is also a beautiful thing because we all love music so, so much. I love that. Uh, especially because y'all are a group of five black women singing R&B music, and it's been a while since a girl group has really dominated that arena. About a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, y'all put out Male Edition, which was a mixtape where you guys covered uh, songs by male groups back in the day. If you were to write a song from a man's perspective, what would it be about? Oh, wow, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, we've written songs from their perspective y'all, before. Um, that's, not a, that's a good question. It's, it's so many things to talk about right. from a male perspective. Um, basically, that women rule the world. <laughs> you are the queen. Yeah, give us a life. It's a woman's world, okay? <laughs> Y'all are right. This is a woman's world. I've noticed that you guys fly with Spirit Airlines exclusively. How did your partnership with Spirit come about? We have um, an agency, Carol Lewis. They came across the opportunity to put somebody into the musical mouse program and 
they thought that we would be good candidates, so we applied and they accepted. It was during the escape tour, so that was a big help when we were traveling on the road in our um, beautiful Dodge caravan minivan. Poor bus, poor bus, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's how it came about, and they've literally been the biggest help and the our record label, pretty much. We would not be able to do what we do without Spirit Airlines, so we are forever, forever grateful to Spirit. Yes, shout out to Spirit. And last hey. year, <laughs> last year you guys had two pop-up shows. One was in New York, one was in Atlanta. I went to the Atlanta one. You guys had fans vote on songs that would eventually make it to the EP. How did y'all decide to do that? And then how did you decide uh, what songs made it to the EP? Was it the songs that had the most votes were the ones that made it? I mean, I think it was more so we wanted to see what our fans wanted to hear and what type of content they wanted to hear us talking about. Um, so we did those um, little makeshift last-minute pieces of paper where they marked off what song they liked to do. And we were actually super surprised because it was like they loved everything the total opposite of what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to tell that we didn't really think, you know, that they would, we were like, oh, they're going to love this when we're listening from a, you know, an artist's point of view, a singer's point of view. But they gave us the real, like, no, this is what we want to hear. So we just wanted to make sure we catered to them because they had been waiting for music. Um, and, yeah, we just combined all those papers and went through every single one of them and tallied it up and was like, okay, we got to give them what they want. I really like that y'all keep the fans so engaged. And I wanted to mention that there was one song in particular that I really liked, but everybody kept clowning me for it. I liked The Fair. I thought that song was a bop, personally, but everybody kept saying, Doria, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I like that song. I thought it was so cute, but everybody's like, "Girl, no." But I love that one. Me too. Okay, so we got up Yes. So, out of all the songs on the EP, I like the ones that you chose because I feel like it told a story. Was the song order intentional? I don't think. I don't think it was. I think we just listened to it and was like, "Okay, that flows into that song pretty good, and that flows into that song pretty good." I don't think we really thought about the story, but I mean, I guess it was kind of organic. It just kind of happened. One of the songs on the EP, you guys hopped on Hurt People with Jesse Smollett. And I really like that song because Hurt People, Hurt People is so simple. But at the same time, it's like such a profound statement because a lot of us have gone through things where we felt bitter, disappointed, and then we might have taken it out on somebody else. But one of the things that I love about you guys the most is that despite what you guys have gone through the last three years, you seem to hold your head up really high and you're always so nice and sweet and professional. So how are you able to move on from past hurt and not carry it with you? Well, it's definitely easier said than done, but um, we pray a lot. And mm. it's very, very important for us to be in tune with each other's feelings. Like, we always try our best to communicate. And the fact that we live so far from each other is a struggle, but it's also good to miss each other. Like, we actually miss one another and we realize, like, okay, guys, we haven't spoken in a week or so. What's going on? It always makes us motivated to want to get back together and actually do things and prove to the world that we do have a shot. I mean, we do have a place in this music industry. Our voices should be heard for five beautiful black women who really, really love music, and we want to make our march somehow. So when you really think about what the goal is, what you're passionate about, how long we've been doing this, how many people have grinded with us, how many people have put so much of their resources into us, I mean, how can you not? How can you not keep growing? It's just a testament. God puts you through certain things in order for you to grow. If we didn't make mistakes, there would be no lessons. So 
We're grateful for the hardships, the trials and tribulations, because they've literally made us stronger as a group of five women in, in addition to our whole team. So we welcome them. I agree. Trials and tribulations are not fun in the moment, but they make you who you are. So you kind of have to appreciate them a little bit. What do you right. guys want people to know about you that they might not see on the surface? I would say um, we're just really hard workers. Um, and, you know, I know because we are so far apart and because we're not together all the time, some fans or some people may have the misconception that we're not actively working on things, but we're all really hard workers. And we try to get it done the best way we can. You know, we all have lives and separate things going on, but we work really hard and we all want it to work. You know what I mean? So I think people look at look at us and, and see that we're apart um, a lot and think, oh, you know, they, they're not working on anything or, you know, they don't care. But no, we we care and we're really trying to make it work. Wow. I think I think that's so important because people don't realize like five women in this situation and y'all live in different parts of the United States and so you have to coordinate flights to see each other. Being in the industry is expensive. Fans want what they want but they also have to put into perspective all that goes into it. So I think that that was a really good point that you just raised. So now I have individual questions for each of you. So I'm going to start out with Cheyenne. All right. So Shy, you have a single out right now called P.S. Could you tell us a little more about that? Uh, yes, uh, I can. And thank you for actually having a nice Of course. Um, but um, yes, I have a song called P.S. And I really just kind of wanted to reintroduce myself and kind of just show, show this different side from like the show and stuff like that. Because hey, I'm the baby and most people don't expect certain things from me. So I just wanted to kind of show that, you know, I'm getting older, I'm an adult, and I feel like the fans and people have kind of like grown with me over like over these couple of years. So I just wanted to come back and just be like, this is who I am right now. So kind of opening up, but I give you a little taste of what I have right now. Yes, and what you have is so good. Bree, you're welcome. Bree, so I've seen lately on Instagram that you've been, you like, you've been making your own clothes. When did you find out that, like, that was a talent that you had? Well, I think I was a teenager. I would always, like, cut my clothes. I would be teasing short. I would, like, you know, cut beautiful um, lips and my jeans and my jacket. So I always liked doing it. I've always been a like, you have to be creative and except drawing. I don't know what that is actually. I'm drawing to stickers. But anyway, um, it's always been something that I've wanted to do, but I've been so focused on, like, I've been playing on music that I've never explored it. But when I was home this last time that we were at the last year that we were home uh, before we even had like, a, a, a little break, I was like, I'm going to start my clothing line. Like, this is something that I've been for a really long time. Um, and it's called Bad Girls. And the reason that I need a bad girl is because I've been through a lot in the industry in my life of people um, kind of having like a misconception about me because I'm from Jersey, aggressive. I'm not as aggressive as I used to be, but, you know, I still am that strong Jersey girl. And I wanted to make something that was uh, for the means, girls who are considered one of bad girls that like to dress sexy and they do they themselves, they unapologetically themselves. Your clothes are so cute. So, Ashley, (laughs) you're welcome. Ashley, I've seen that you actually were able to go to the Emmys. So I wanted to know, 
Yeah. What was your experience like? And can you talk about uh, the song that was nominated from Giants? Um, well, Giants, we've been friends with James Bland for a while, me and my friend Kareem. And he called Kareem once, like a week before they were supposed to edit the final episode. Cause I think it was season two. And he was like, hey, I need a song in a week. And you guys had this theme. So he sent us the theme, and we immediately knew exactly what to write. But we didn't think in a million years that it would ever be nominated for any because it was probably one of the quickest songs we've ever written, only because it felt easy, because we had something to, I guess, relate to. I don't know if you guys have seen Giants, but it's like the black millennial experience and everything that we've gone through as black women and men. So we felt so connected to the scene, and I, I think it was super easy to write because we were feeling everything that most of them were going through. So I found out probably like two months ago that we were nominated for an Emmy, and it was probably the, the greatest news that I have received in a very long time, because a a lot of bad things were happening to me at, during that particular moment, and it was it was amazing. I had so much fun. I met so many amazing people. So many people gave compliments to the team of Giants, and it was just a beautiful thing. A lot of people who are, who are creative to support one another who actually are interested in networking, and I can't wait until June Diary gets to the point where we're being recognized for the work that we've done, and that's, what, that's what's keeping us going. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's going to happen for you guys. Crystal, throughout the years, you've been able to sing back up for quite a few incredible artists, but one in particular is Stevie Wonder. I saw the birthday post that you made for him the other day. So I wanted to ask, do you remember when you found out that you were going to work with him and what was the experience like as a whole? Oh, man. Yeah, that day, I think I've cried more than I ever have. I actually got a phone call from a really good friend of mine and uh, she was like, hey, um, are you available? And I'm like, available for what? She was like, um, we need a soprano. And I knew at the time she was on tour with him. And um, I was like, I know you're not talking about for who I think you're talking about. And she was like, yes, I absolutely am. And I just dropped my phone and lost it. Because I've always admired Stevie Wonder. Like, who doesn't love Stevie Wonder? You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so I was so thankful to get an opportunity to sing with him and be able to share the stage with him while he was still here. But not only that, it, it made me even happier because uh, my husband actually joined me on that date um, and also sang background for him on that particular date. Oh, so shout out to D-Rose. Really, yeah, D-Rose. Uh, it was a dope experience for me and him um, to even just have that moment and be able to be like, you know, Mama, Daddy, we so with Stevie Wonder. Like, there's not a lot of people who can say that. So, yeah. No, that's... So cool. Gabby, I've noticed on Instagram you have a lot of modeling pictures. Particularly, there was one shoot you did with No Tribe Clothing. You were wearing like a kimono that was like orange and green and yellow. And was, anyway, I stand <laughs> is the point. So I wanted to know, are you going to do yeah. any more modeling in the future? Um, I, you know, maybe the opportunity presents itself, but there's never anything that, uh, that I pursued. I'm kind of like saying, like, hella awkward, so I'm just kind of, oh no, like, I have to learn how, I have to, I have to learn how to do it, you know? Uh, usually what I do is kind of like random, like, oh, they're launching where it's just and whatever, but serious modeling, like, getting signs, I got like, <laughs> Next, I actually have questions from fans. Um, some are from Twitter, some are from Instagram. Um, but the first question comes from Devin, and Devin wants to know: Will we be getting vlogs again? Well, we are discussing ways to continue to keep the fans engaged, but we've been filming everything this weekend that we've been doing. So uh, possibly, is just 
like I said, everybody's at home and we are working, so it's not easy to do vlogs when the main goal is to stay afloat, keep your head above the water. But like I said, we really, really want to do all that this summer. And it's a busy summer for us, so that is definitely on the list to do more blogging, more diaries, and to do more Twitter takeovers and IG Live. Sweet. Liz wanted to know what genre is your new music under as a whole? So I guess how would you categorize it? Um, let's see. So I think that each of us kind of have our own little, um, like our own little taste to bring. Um, I think the, I think the base of it all is like very urban R&B, like hip hopish, you know. And I think that with the vocals that we add to it, we try to make it into like different genres. Like there are some songs that we have that could be considered like urban pop, um, but it's usually like being within that mood, something that you know gives down with the focus. Also, you know, want you to. Uh, All right. And then Kristen asks, have you thought about having fans sit in on studio sessions in different cities as an impromptu listening party? I don't think that's been a thought before. No. Sounds like a cool idea, though. We're always uh, thinking of ways to include the fans because they're very vocal, very involved, (laughs) and... Very. All right. Thank you, Kristen. You might have just gave them a really good idea. Don asked, how does it feel to have creative control over your music since you guys are independent? Wonderful. Um, I think the first time that we got in the studio together when we started our own session. Um, uh, no, when we when we had our own session, pretty much it was just us and engineers. So when we did that in Atlanta, I feel like we all listened to each other. Like, I think this could be something. You know, like maybe we right, like maybe we don't, like maybe we really do work well together because, like, you know, we all really step on each other's toes. Like, we're very we're very honest, but also also, like, we take into consideration, like, everybody in the group and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, as far as how a song should go and who should sing on it and stuff like that, it just flows well. Like, there's no, there's no, like, vindictive nature. Like, nobody's trying to, like, teach each other's charts or, like, nobody feels bad. Like, my melody got chosen or side melody got chosen, never mind. Like, it's not any hard feelings or things, so... I think once we discover that, then we can, like, really get along and we're being creative, which is important because a lot of people don't. Once we discover that, we're like, oh, man, like, this is dope. Like, we love it. I think that there's nothing better than writing with them and, like, being with them. I think that those are the best people that we work with ourselves as far as, like, studio time. Yeah, having control over your art is everything. Nia says, what is the biggest difference from the All of Us EP to the music you're working on right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, someone else could answer. I was going to say mainly that we're, we're, we're writing this one. That we have a lot, there's a lot more hands-on with us in this next project. A lot of creative control. Um, being able to actually pick what you want to sound like. A lot of the songs that we put on the EP, we did with, or that we wanted to put on the EP, we did with Epic. But I think now we're able to seek out producers that we want to work with. We're able to book our own studio sessions. And um, I think we are finding out more about who we are as a group, as artists. So the more time goes by, the more we understand, like, this is what it should sound like. I like that you did this. Just developing our June's diary sound. Yeah, I love that. The final fan question is from Shy. And Shy wants to know uh, two things. The first question is, what have you learned from each other? And then the second is, have you thought about creating Creating a documentary. Well, um, I would have to say one thing that we did want to like come in both because like it's such a different thing. We really kind of like sit together because we are five different ages. So like we grew up differently, so we definitely have to like watch 
you know, Kelly, she's not like me, but I can understand that. And um, another thing will have to be is just us just coming together and staying true to who you are. And I think and we have great women in our group. So I, and I think that's like one of the best. All right. And have you guys thought about creating a documentary? Um, yeah, we have. Actually, we were in talks with a few people about filming it and shopping it and capturing the, the experience of Jim's diary and everything that we've gone through the past three years. So it's definitely a thought. If it's not a documentary, it will definitely be in a book or uh, bring back behind the music. <laughs> oh, yeah. BH1. Yep. Or diary. <laughs> Would you guys like to plug your social media before we go? Sure. This is Ashley from Jim's Diary. And make sure you follow us. On Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, at Jim's Diary, and go and buy all of us. Y'all was straight. I mean, you could say streamish. That's that's great. But buy it. The whole album all together for five forty nine. How, how much does it cost? Five ninety nine. I forgot. But yes, go buy the EP. We love you. More music is coming, and we appreciate all your support. You guys are awesome. All right. Well, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for taking the time out to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. This has been so cool. Y'all heard it here first on the exchange. This is Doria with Dune's Diary signing out.